0: My name is James Rowlands and in 2015 I started a Domino podcast with my friend
1: Dan Mike and for five years we have brought you the very best of the network but it's time for a change.
0: Now we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW and, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene.
1: But we will still bring you all our old favourites including NXT update, takeovers and live shows for the big four.
0: This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world plus so much more.
1: But until we watch everything, we are with you and
0: we We are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White, right. and today it's the WNR 288, it's NXT Update, but before we do the ultra intro, and when two tribes go to war, a point is all that you can score, we've got two tribes, we've got the bomb, we've got the bomb, yeah, yeah, sock it to me biscuits now, are we living in a land where sex and horror are new gods, yeah, when two tribes go to war, a point is all that you can score. Now, I've heard that song before. I have never known the uh, lyrics to that up until now. Biscuits, it's fine. And now the normal intro.
1: The next four weeks on the WNR podcast are all about AEW and NXT. Today we have NXT Update with five episodes of NXT. The next week, AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. After that, NXT update part two. Two! Getting us bang up to date for NXT in your house.
0: Yeah, well, we haven't had an update since before Mania, so there's a lot of catching up to do. Let's get to it. Let's start off with the 1st of April.
1: Well, more of a standard TV commercial open than Tom or Todd Phillips welcomes us to the show as our entrances for our first match begin. Tom is with Sam Roberts for some reason.
0: Well, our first match is Velveteen Dream versus Bobby Fish.
1: Well, Dream is wearing purple latex gloves, and he keeps them on when the bell rings. Unsurprisingly, there are no other members of the Undisputed Era out with fish.
0: Well, the big clothesline puts Velveteen in the driver's seat early, but Bobby is able to pop over and grab a sleeper hole to change momentum. The former tag champ shoves him into the decade, and after the second, we go to our first commercial.
1: Phillips tells us that they've been brawling all around the arena while we are away. All we see is Bobby working the leg with things like the dragon screw leg whip, that continues for a while, then we hear a lot of Roberts Hill announce a shtick, then we get another set of ads.
0: More Fish in control when we return. The Dream quickly ends it with a Dream Valley driver shortly after Snapmare gets him back in control. The Velting Dream defeats Bobby Fish.
1: After the match, Dream gets on those out Adam Cole.
0: Well, after a reminder of how his guys took out Matt Riddle last week, Malcolm Bivens gets his first television promo. He clarifies for Sarah Shriever that his associates, then heights up the size and warns Bruiserweights that they're coming for the title. Bivens Enterprises is here.
1: Up next is Dexter Loomis versus Jake Atlas.
0: Well, Loomis is billed from an undisclosed location.
1: We don't get many of them anymore, do we? Yeah, I
0: always always prefer From parts
1: unknown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Truth or Consequences.
1: Well, Spinebuster puts Troll early, but Atlas doesn't give in, even after taking several clubbing blows to the face. A backbreaker starts a flurry for Atlas, but is pretty short-lived. He's cut off with a chop to the throat and then put down with a side slam. That's transitioned into an anaconda vice, and Jake taps.
0: Yeah, so Dex alumnus defeats Jake Atlas via submission.
1: Well, Lummis continues the creepy serial killer vibe by cra- cradling Atlas's head and stroking his face after the bell.
0: Well, we see Keith Lee getting ready for his title defence backstage and we get more commercial.
1: There's another killer cross vignette slash teaser thing when we get back and we see most of Tommaso Chomper and Johnny Gagano's PC brawl from a few weeks back. They're promoting next week's showdown as Blackheart versus Rebel Heart. one final beat. Yeah,
0: but it's gauntlet match time. We start off with Shotzi Blackheart versus Gianna Perazzo.
1: Well, Parazzo with the early advantage, but Blackheart is a little too quick for her and evades Diona's attempt to follow up on a muscling Shotzi into the corner. Back sent on into the ropes, Lisa so is right back in it with a pump kit that leads to a two count. Two! For her. The virtuoso is in charge as she tries to soften Blackheart up for an armbar. Diona spends too much time taunting though, and she ends up getting headbutted off the ropes, sent on from the top, and that is it.
0: Yeah, Shotzi Blackheart's feet down down a so to advance, and then Zia Lee comes out. Lee's comes in hot, but Shotzi's speed serves her well again. She evades the early offence, but Zia can play the game too and dodge an attack before hitting Blackheart with a roundhouse as we go to
1: The Chinese superstar is in charge when we get back until she misses a kick and Shotzi locks on a bridging double chicken wingman.
0: Well, Shotzi Blackheart defeats Zia Lee via submission to advance, and then it's Shotzi Blackheart versus a liar or... Noomph.
1: Noomph. Well, similar to the start of the last match, Shotzi almost gets another tap out, but Aliyah gets Blackheart's shoulders on the mat and forces her to lick. She grabs the hair and sends Shotzi face first to the mat while running the ropes and takes control. Leah argues with the referee too much and lets Blackheart back in. She suplexes Aaliyah and locks on the same submission hold.
0: And then she defeats uh, Aaliyah. And then she, here comes Caden Carter. Carter has the early advantage by virtue of being fresher. But Blackheart manages to force her into the corner. Caden slips under her and drop kicks her in the back. Then it's time for more ads. Shortly after return, Carter misses a splash. A knee is followed by a black back senton.
1: Yep, and Shotzi Blackheart defeats Caden Carter via Pinfall's advance.
0: And then up next, who's gonna be then the next woman in this, uh, gauntlet match for another chance to be in that ladder match for the number of contendership for the NXT Women's Championship? It's Dakota Kai!
1: And she's out with Raquel Gonzalez.
0: And she's coming out here quick, trying to take advantage, and it's not really fair to Blackheart, but it is nice to see another woman getting, um, centre stage here in NXT, isn't it? You know?
1: Absolutely, yeah, you know, it's kind of taking the focus away from uh, the main ones and letting these women kind of have quite a bit of time as well throughout this match.
0: Yeah, we've seen Kai kind of being used with uh, Tegan Knox. of course, we know that feud. And Blackheart has definitely got a different look about her than uh, the most women. But I think Kai's got quite a big uh, potential, you know, when we talk about it. Uh, do you think she can go far in NXT? What are your thoughts on the kind of the new Kai that we've seen?
1: I really don't know. I am um... I really don't know with her yet. Um, still, you know, Dakota Kai, kind the of face side, you know, she was kind of light but was like, Bailey-esque. But now, you know, it's like, what is she? What what does she want? What's her motivation?
0: Well, I think Kai's definitely improved with uh, Gonzalez in a corner, you know, to have that kind of muscle. Kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Alashore Michaels back in the early day.
1: Oh, Alashore Michaels. <laughs> I'll take it um, Raquel Gonzalez is diesel then.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's definitely potential there to have that kind of feud. Uh, down the road but I think with Kai you know especially as a heel take advantage after Blackheart has gone through so many different opponents and like I said we are seeing different women actually get the chance here in NXT and I I I think feel the NXT women's division is probably the strongest out of every women's division you know outlook like on the main promotions so I don't know if that's fair to say I think you compare it to AEW uh that I think NXT is definitely strong you know and I think the potential there is uh, is is more so as well, you know.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and that's not including T-Women's Champion either.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got people like Ray Ripley who could be on the main roster right now who's still around in NXT, and you've got fantastic talents like Candice LeRae that we've really not seen the best of yet. So, you know, you talk about untapped potential, I think NXT's definitely got it. And Kai's frustrated that she can't put Blackheart down, but again, it's showing off um, Shotzi's side of kind of being a strong face, of having the fight determination to still try and get an opportunity in this match.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen too much of Shotzi thus far, but, you know, she has certainly been impressive in this match.
0: I think what's important at the moment with the talent is when they get a position, we've seen it a lot, you know, people like Dexa Loomis and uh, Jake Atlas and, and others, you might only get a certain amount of time, but you've got to make the most of it when you get that opportunity, and then you will get given more chance, hopefully, as it goes down the road. You know, think about how long... Dakota Kai's been around ever since the kind of May Young Classic and then someone like Blackheart who's come in recently as uh that, that's what we're at this moment.
1: So are you getting used to the um no crowd vibe? throughout wrestling
0: I think I've got used to it already yeah I think it's kind of weird don't get me wrong with reactions but I think you made a point about this a few weeks ago when we, I think we're doing Wrestlemania where we don't usually hear the crowd anyway or when we do it's quite quiet it's not the kind of main thing we do when we're kind of watching wrestling I think, and even watching when you're not doing it on a podcast it's like with AEW stuff they've kind of with AEW different to NXT because there is obviously there's no crowd here and what they've done in AEW. But I think I've I've kind of got used to it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I've certainly got used to it as you know, I've been watching um more AEW throughout the weeks. Um and, you know, you kind of get a bit of a reaction. Obviously, you know, with Chris Jericho's entrance, everyone normally sings along to it and it's kind of only Sammy Guevara sing along to <laughs> yeah. it when Jericho comes out. But um yeah, it's it's you know, you've got a vibe there with uh, you know, the odd wrestlers planted round at ringside anyway, so it's I think that's the preferable way to go about it.
0: Yeah, and I, I like the way they've done faces one side, heals the other as well, which kind of makes it work. And, of course, like I would say, the next four weeks is all about AEW and NXT. And, of course, we do polls on Twitter talking about what is the better show. and We'll be getting onto to that in a little bit as well. And, of course, next week, double or nothing. But I think where NXT does edge over AEW is the women's division. And I think we have seen it here with these two women putting on as it's been Kylie, the majority of it, of course, with Blackheart. But she's finally making a comeback. Gazelle is so worried she's going to have to grab Kai now.
1: Yeah, Shotzi's starting to make her way back into this. Uh, kind of dexterity showing now.
0: And I think Blackheart looking to risk it all here.
1: She comes down and takes out both Raquel and Dakota. I
0: think for me, there's a hint of Ember Moon about her. Just kind of, it's different from the majority of stuff we are seeing. A kind of little bit of a breath of fresh air. And definitely her style is he's, he's kind of out there. As Oh, here comes Gonzalez now. Was trying to send Shotzi into the stairs, but she managed to avoid it. Send Gonzalez in there. Gets on the eighth it, but big Gets caught with a kick by Kai.
1: Kai's got Shotzi up on her shoulder. Looking for the the ko- <laughs> coat. <kick.
0: laughs> Hits it on Blackheart. Three. And gets the victory here. Dakota Kai wins. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match?
1: Um... There, you know, it's kind of set up for the Kai to come out last and get the victory. But would she, would Kai, have been able to beat a Shotzi Blackheart straight up? You know, without Shotzi going through the multiple opponents that she'd already been through.
0: Yeah, I think that's the question. I think that's what helps Shotzi in this because she picks up, you know, four victories. She might be able to get there, but of course, um, you know, she does manage to pull out the victory. In itself. I think good performance from both women. And like I said. There's a hell of a lot of upside. You know. And now. You know. With Kai involved in this matchup. Shotzi has a problem with her. If she is. You know. Um, to win the ladder match. And like I said. It's action packed. Next week's episode of NXT. Should be great. Not only is it Gagano. And Chumper. But we have got the six women involved. In the match as well.
1: Right. We've got Chelsea Green. Mia Yim. Tegan Knox,
0: Io Shai,
1: Candice LeRae.
0: And we've got Dakota Kai. So that will be next week for the Women's Championship Number One Contender Match. Who are you going for? When you look at those six right there, pick one.
1: Um, I am going to go for Candice LeRae.
0: Now I'm going to go Dakota Kai. I think she's got momentum heading into next week. But we get a video package to continue this week's episode from Charlotte Flair and Ray Ridley's match at the weekend. Our next match is Kashida versus Hoke Green Wild. Wilde.
1: So, Kushida, one of your guys. Well, Kushida gets the better of the early technical exchange, hits a float over neck bridge and gets two. Two! He went to a couple of corners and works him over, but he gets three on the third whip and drops, drop kicks Wakine right in the arm. They pause as they check on Wild, which creates an opening that quickly closes thanks to a handspring, back elbow, and the armbar.
0: Yeah, Kashida gets the win via submission, and then we get a tension sportsmanship after the time split his arm is raised.
1: We see Dominic Dijakovic getting ready. That match is next after some more ads. First, we get one more video package for the Gagano on next week. A we completed graphic with all six competitors in next week's ladder match.
0: Mackenzie Mitchell catches up with Wilde, who is frustrated by his loss. Then a van rolls up and some masked lute jaws grab him and drive off. they kidnapping Kushida's opponents.
1: Well, up next is Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Damian Priest.
0: Yeah, it's our main event and we get standard spotlight intros for the title match, complete with snazzy graphics and stats. But the ring announcer isn't in the ring.
1: They all land kicks at the bell, then know one another from the ropes as we get a break. It's just Double D and Priest in the ring when we return. Damian with the flatliner, which he follows with a mounted punches in the corner.
0: Well, splash in the corner on Priest and the champ climbs. Damian hits him with some kicks while he's up there, but Keith fights off an insecurity for a moment. He eventually nails it, but Dajakovic swoops in. Both challenges fall into a cover on Lee. Both are up and head on the corner, but stop each other on the apron before they can climb. The champ recovers. Double grizzly both. Lee tries to lift both men, but gets thrown back in the ring. Dajakovic fights off Priest, climbs and hits a corkscrew moonsault off the top for two.
1: Two. Priest gets his nightstick from under the ring. Dijakovic evades it at first, but while he's hitting Feast Your Eyes, Priest clips his leg with the nightstick. Lee pounces Priest to the floor, grabs Double D, Big Bang, Catastrophe.
0: Yeah, Keith Lee retains his North American Championship in not a bad main event of NXT. We move on to our next episode on April 8th.
1: We get a nice little hype video for one final beat, and then, hey, it's Mauro. He's probably doing this remotely, but still nice to have the voice of NXT here for such a big night. Sounds like he's alone and Ronaldo handles all the introductions for the opener.
0: Yeah, so it is going to be for the ladder match number one contendership. It's Tegan Knox versus Chelsea Green versus Io versus Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim.
1: Well, Robert Stein for his back brand and he's ringside. Raquel Gonzalez accompanies Kai. The TakeOver logo is displayed on the Tron at an empty full sale live.
0: Yeah, so this is should have been a TakeOver matchup, And it is a TakeOver match matchup we're seeing on NXT. And we got our picks as well. And um, I think the the dark horse in this one is Chelsea Green because we've not really seen much of her. We've seen her manager, Robert Stone, talking
1: about well, her. Well, we've seen her kind of getting beaten. Yeah, she's not. You know, she lost her debut to a relative unknown, uh, well, to an enhancement talent. Um And, yeah, it's it's a bit of a crazy one.
0: But you talk about the talent in the women's division and, you know, someone like Io Shirai, who's just immensely talented. and We've seen her before, of course, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. It's nice to see her getting a little run now, of course, with all the injuries issues that she's had. As Dakota Kai is directing traffic with Gonzalez at ringside, might be advantageous to looks to bring the ladder towards the ring.
1: So I'm surprised you haven't gone for Io Shirai, James, one of your... uh... One of your ladies?
0: I haven't got much confidence in what NXT are doing with her at the moment. Ever since the hill turn, she's been one of the most entertaining things on NXT, but not really given much of a chance. But then again, I know how talented the roster is, and Kai looking to avoid LeRae and Yim, but backs right into Tegan Nox, her rival.
1: And now Kai's by uh, three women that certainly hate her.
0: Well, the Knox rivalry, you know, like I said, they were best friends. And then at war games, what Kai did... That's now Candice turning it up a level.
1: <laughs> well, they're gonna they're running into Dakota Kai, and then hitting Chelsea Green off the apron as well.
0: And then double boys by Nox and Yim on Kai.
1: Oh, and then um, Candice Lerae gets hip tossed into her.
0: And that's lovely by Shy off the top there. Double drop kick taking both women down.
1: One woman flapjack onto Candice Lerae as well. Well, the
0: action is thick and fast at the moment as Shy's looking underneath the ring, trying to get a ladder out. Side, Chelsea Green and Robert Stone, trying to set up the table. Part of me still can't believe that was Robbie E in TNA, just two completely different characters. As shy has got the ladder.
1: Well, Candice LeRae runs up it as Shai was looking to set it up. Kick to the midsection for LeRae.
0: Oh, and LeRae's in serious trouble on the back of Shai.
1: Manages to turn it around. Shirai evading... A powerbomb attempt, perhaps, but gets caught with a step up in Seguri. I don't think Chelsea Green has actually done anything. Wow, well, well, just about to say, say that. <laughs> I don't think Chelsea Green's done anything in this match, but she just bulldogged Io Shirai and Candice LeRae,
0: and she's smirking about it as well. No,
1: James she hasn't got cigarette in a gob. She's got a smile on her face. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like so there's a love, like Chelsea Green coming in here. Is they is, they're they're trying to. Different talent now, and NXT's kind of. If you've missed it for like a year or so, and you come back right now and you tune it in, you're going to be a little bit kind of shocked by the kind of amount of changes that's actually happened. I don't think we've noticed it because it's been kind of gradual, but there's loads of new talent around.
1: But that's how it should be with NXT. It's an enhancement program. You know, it's like you know they're supposed to come in here, prove they're not good enough, as to la see ya if they are good enough. They get buried on the main roster. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's not been great for NXT on the main roster. Uh, but I think tonight's show you know, has a chance. Like We've got Gagano and Chumper. I mean, did we really need another chapter of that feud? Probably not. But, I mean, it should be enjoyable for what it is. And we're going to find out who's going to be the number one contender uh, to Charlotte as well for the NXT Championship. Just had an outbreak, and now we're back in Chelsea Green. Well, we've seen ladders and tables, and now she's got the chair. But Yim trips her up, she goes head first into it. And now it's Kai and Knox going at it.
1: These two women have had um, certainly a fierce rivalry. Best friends, bitter enemies.
0: Well, you know, these two women, you can definitely see the chemistry between the two. And uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a takeover-worthy match between these two. I think the, the history is there, and the ability is between the two.
1: Well, are these two going to be the next Gagano and Chomper?
0: I think there's definitely a possibility, you know. I think that the talent alone, you don't have to retread the same storylines as much.
1: Because, you know, a thing that I've noticed with NXT is that they've they've got storylines that kind of go down. You know, you've got Owens and Zayn, Gagano, Chomper, Knox and Kai.
0: It's a very simple story. There's, you know, one part partner and on the other one. And, it you know, like I said, it builds hope. And that's hope Tegan Knox, you know, the Welsh wizard... Can actually get past the injuries and have a bit more success. And then they can go down the line uh, or down the road with Kai and Knox again. As Green try to stop Teagan there to get the ladder. And there's another ladder set up precariously in the corner. I'm not saying it is going to get used. I'm just saying it's there, you know. When
1: a ladder gets set up, there's also one to the left of the ring as well going on to the barricade. (laughs) But the match won't end until both them ladders have been used.
0: And Knox now going to the top. But Kai stopping her fingertips away from the briefcase. But Candice Ray stopping her. Now the two friends looking at each other.
1: Well, Chelsea Green kind of uh, put an end to that shall I Tai And now she's going up opposite Dakota Kai.
0: And they have no trouble fighting over the, each other. And now Yim and Shiai stopping those 2 They're going up as well. And all six women still in this matchup as Yim's close.
1: Uh, another ladder's getting set up as Yim kicks Chelsea Green off.
0: And what's weird as well is, you know, oh, and
1: Yim's going to get it. Fingertips on it. But LeRae, I think she put her friendship aside to kind of the catapult, the move that doesn't work in real life, onto the underside of the ladder.
0: Well, you can see how much this means to all six women, putting their bodies on the line for an opportunity. As Shirai going up, and it's
1: Gonzalez there, who's not even in the match. Oh. Pushes the ladder, but Shirai bounces off the top rope and then takes out the women at ringside. And Gonzalez is there, just in the middle. Referees can't do anything about it.
0: Could be weird because we've seen a lot of ladder matches this month. Of course, we've got this ladder match, the no of Money in the Bank, which kind of wasn't a ladder match, but it was in a way. And, of course, for AEW next week, we've got that kind of nine-man ladder match. Is it? Hmm. Is it too
1: much? What are your thoughts? Hmm. Well, you know, for <laughs> All Elite to be doing a ladder match, especially kind of this close to Money in the Bank, it's a bit...
0: Hmm. <laughs> we're seeing a lot of ladder matches and we wonder what we're going to do most this one has been great so far
1: don't tell me around like November time they're going to be doing like a multi-man <laughs> elimination tag team match well I
0: don't think I've ever seen this Gonzalez has got Kai on her shoulders she's literally carrying her all the way up the ladder to get the briefcase
1: uh, Mia Yim is up there to kind of stop Gonzalez niece of the giant Gonzalez <laughs>
0: yep as Stone now trying to help Chelsea Green get back into it,
1: as Lerae drags Kai off the ladder,
0: and now Gonzalez picking him up by the ears, and that is just freakishly strength there from Gonzalez, who is getting better every week. But now she's caught cool. Yim, Look at a power bomber through the table on the apron.
1: Gonzalez is holding on for dear life, though. Antigua
0: Knox has had a problem with Gonzalez costing her takeover matches. She's got Gonzalez by the throat. No. help him out. Oh, oh. Fucking hell. My gosh, you fold her up like an accordion. And Gonzalez might be broken and Knox is in a precarious position. Oh. Jesus
1: Christ. i a with a big boot there to the face of Knox. <laughs> Sends her through the ladder that was set up.
0: Well, Kai get, got a second chance last wish of it now. But Candice LeRae is climbing. But Kai's just a little bit quicker and gets ahead of her. But gets a briefcase to the face. Go on, LeRae. And here comes Shirai. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking hell. That was uh, innovative.
0: Well, she springboarded in and hit her face first in the ladder. Bouncing off.
1: Snaps suplex to LaRay, who ducks the follow-up kick. Hits one on Shirai of her own.
0: And Stonehill getting Chelsea Green up. And this might be a chance. And since she was going to be the dark horse in this one. She might steal victory from underneath the other women. Oh, Green's of leg and all, and she can't climb the ladder. And I think Stone's saying, I'm going to do it for you.
1: Robert Stone climbing up in his glittery shoes.
0: And he's going up now, up the ladder. And he might be scared of heights, but he's there. With Robert Stone, I'll just grab the briefcase and give it to Chelsea Green. That would make the most sense right
1: now. Done it already though, James. And now Chelsea Green on top. She's got a briefcase, but shine the rayer up. Working together. <laughs> green and Stone,
0: well, Stone went into the ropes Went neck first Didn't he And Chelsea's green Bad leg and all And now two women Who definitely deserve An opportunity In Shai and LeRae the
1: Two women that Definitely hate each other As well
0: Well these two women We talk about issues In this match Between women And of course Like this Shai and LeRae Have definitely got it It's Candice now Getting closer Fingertips on it But Shy stopping her
1: Both women With everything they've got Battling atop the ladder Trying to get that opportunity to face Charlotte Flair.
0: Well, I think Candice
1: took Shai down, might have a chance. No,
0: Shai back up by any means necessary, grabbing the eyes. Oh! And then
1: sends LeRae back first into that ladder. And she just bounced off and hit the canvas and out it's Shai's chance. No one else around. And there you have it. So the one time you don't go for your woman, James, she wins the NXT Women's Money in the Bank ladder match.
0: Yeah, well, Io Shirai is the number one contender now. What do you think of that match, Dan?
1: It was good. You know, it was certainly different from the uh, other ladder matches we saw the previous week. Um, Definitely enjoyable. And I think, yeah, you know, the right woman won. Yeah, I mean, I was
0: impressed with all six women in this match. Chelsea Green, a couple of bumps with her legs, I thought were really good. Uh, Gonzalez taking the power powerbomb through the table. Shai, of course, showing her abilities, managing to spring off the top ropes as well. I think it showcased how good, like I said, the NXT Women's Division actually is. And I would say we had the right winner in this one as well with EO Shai. And what a match that will be against Charlotte Flair down the road well up next we see Imperium's attack on Finn Balor from team up the prince will address Walter's group and his future plans after the break
1: after said break we see Finn's trip to NXT UK where he dealt with the champs three lackeys and dodged the ring general before facing Alexander Wolfe later in the show Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner of course got involved so the ref threw them and Walter out Balor, then one.
0: Well, we get a promo from Finn where he says both he and Walter have creative control over their worlds, but they're uh, here unable to make the move. But this time, pass, and then Walter's time as UK champ will pass too.
1: Time to revisit. Malcolm Bivins introducing his new team, Indus Share, by having them kick Matt Riddle's ass. They're in action next.
0: But not until we get more killer cross tees and flashbacks to Raoul Mendoza and while being kidnapped by luchadors in a van.
1: Well, it is Indus Share versus Ever-Rise, the former 3.0 duo use their speed to get in some offence against Rinku. But Chase Parker ends up being dominated by both Bivens men. Sav- Saruv- Saurav comes in for a backbreaker slash leg drop combo finisher.
0: Yeah, so we've got to get Indus defeating Ever-Rise. Well, Adam Cole cuts a pre-tape promo from Paul Sidey. He Claps Velvet Team Dream beating Roderick Strong. But the NXT champ says Lightning won't strike twice. Dream isn't worthy of a shot at him, but if he's unlucky, one day Cole will wake up and decide to end an experience or shatter a spotlight, and that is undisputed.
1: They tell us the main event is next, and then they tell us highlights of Raw Ripley and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania is first. After a break, we're reminded of the Cruiserweight title tournament and informed it will start next week. Then, a heavily produced video package on Sunday night's main card opener.
0: Yeah, uh, before we go and have we talk about Cruiserweights. Of course, with NXT UK kind of being shut down at the moment and all the European and British wrestlers stuck at home, Jordan Devlin, uh, his Cruiserweight Championship, he's it has been put up on the line, basically. He's an interim champion. We've seen this before on the like, UFC and stuff like this. It's going to be two uh, round robins. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens here. And like I said, even with Walter and Finn Balor as a match we want to see, we're just going to have to wait a little bit as well for that. But we see an interview with Flair from the match and she says Rhea made the same mistake everyone does thinking the title makes the wrestler. But she makes the title. Rhea was alright but she did what everyone in this company does. Bow down to the Queen. Woo! They get a quick word with Ripley who says she is a lot tougher than I thought. And now on to the main event and it's Blackheart's Rebel Heart. One final beat.
1: We see Johnny Gargano pull up in the car and Candice gets out the passenger side. Johnny says, you know, I'll have to do this. And she gets in without saying anything. She then gets out to hand him something in a paper bag and then draws off.
0: Well, Gagano walks in as Tommaso Ciampa does. Triple H is in the ring. He picks up the chair he was sitting on and reminds them of what he said before. They can do whatever they want, but it ends here. Drake Wirtz is here to declare a winner, but that's it.
1: He throws down the chair and says, when I leave, it's on. They draw a bit about who will win as... Chomper kicks their chair out of the ring and says it should be just them. They start swinging and Blackheart gets the upper hand as we go to commercial.
0: Or Tomasa does go for the chair as soon as we get back, but Johnny catches him with a punch to the gut. He stomps on Garno while asking who he's going to replace him with, reminding him of his justification for turning in Chicago. Chomper's leg gets caught around the ring post, and when Johnny dodges the kick and Garno targets that while asking him about his AC. Tomasa fights off suplex, picking Garno up for one of his own, sending him off the ring post. He gets the table ready, but that allows Johnny time to recover. He hits him with a dive, then mocks Chomper's self-clap and back pat.
1: Well, Johnny sends him into some tables and stuff around the ring and talks trash about how this is easier than he thought. Back in the ring, Gagano recounts Tommaso's surgeries while attacking each body part with a chair. When he attacks the neck, Drake admonishes him for going too far. Chomper wants to continue, though. He sets up a chair across the turnbuckles but the Sicilian psychopath reverses the whip and sends Gagano in as we get another commercial.
0: Well, Johnny leaps into the garbage can lid, attack on the floor, then Chumper uses the same thing to add oomph to a running knee. It's Tomaso's time to inflict punishment, putting a chair around Gagano's neck and whipping him into the ring post. Chumper stomps at him a bit and does his own self-clap taunt as worse asks if Johnny wants to quit.
1: He gets a crutch and chokes Gagano with it while saying he finished the Chicago match with a torn ACL for him. He walks into a fire extinguisher attack, but Johnny's run is short-lived and he ends up powerbombed through a table. After a quick ball brawl, Chomper clears out his eye and gets some wire cutters.
0: Well, saying it has to end in a ring, he starts cutting the ropes that keep the apron on and the mat over the wooden boards. Drake tries to reason with him, but Chomper ignores him. He agrees that he doesn't need to do this, saying he wants to. He's liberalised and he needs to prove it's all a charade.
1: He's got the mat up and proceeds to go punch Johnny. Gagano <coughs> punch Johnny. Gagano stumbles outside where he shoves a wheeled crate into Chomper and starts throwing him off a trailer. More punches in the crate again, but Tomaso evades rolling under the trailer.
0: Chomper climbs on top of the truck and talks Johnny to follow him. He eventually does, and we get some cool camera angles from above here. They brawl, then Gagano lands a sub kick that Tomaso responds with a front kick.
1: Back and forth while Works tries to convince them to get down and go back inside so they can end in the ring. Johnny with a callback super kick, but Chumper fights back. They're both down, and it's commercial time again.
0: And the fight is continuing, and it's been very similar to the kind of Edge, Randy Orton, last man standing match. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because this has been going on, this is probably the majority of the second hour of NXT. The match is definitely worth it, Dan, isn't it? But what do you think of these kind of cinematic type of matches?
1: Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a thing. I don't know if they're going to actually stick to it once Mick is kind of over, or if it's going to be a thing going on from the, you know, for the future. It's certainly um a different aspect of looking at wrestling.
0: Without a doubt, and I think if any two men can actually tell a story in that way, it's Gagalo Champa, who, like you said, have probably had the best toll story in NXT, haven't they? You know.
1: Absolutely yeah, I'll say that without doubt.
0: I mean you look at all the history, I mean, what has been your favourite moments of Gagano and Chompa as this comes to an end?
1: I just think the hurry it's been you know, it's it's been a long running thing in the background of NXT and you know, and it's kind of not focused on the title as well, which makes it even more personal between these two guys.
0: Yeah, I like to say we we had DIY and of course the Johnny Gagano Award for most punishment taken in the match and what a tag team that was. And then of course we've had the wars on takeover, our match of the year was Gagano a Chompa in a street fight? But has it peaked now? Should they have,
1: have left it alone? I think, you know, this one final beat should put an end to it and then, you know, they can both move on, move up, or move out.
0: What would you want to see happening to Gagano and Chomper next?
1: Um Oh I dunno, I'd like to see him go to the main roster but on different shows. Well, I don't
0: Chumper has said that he doesn't want to go up to the main roster but I don't know how much he's just saying that. He has been on Raw and SmackDown before. Uh, but I think Gagane definitely deserves a chance for on SmackDown. Maybe if Chump wants to stay in NXT, he can be the kind of not the Cassius ono type role. You know people have to go through him if they want to prove themselves on NXT as Gagane now has got Chumper up on the top and looking to put him through. Of course, the ring boards have exposed. We've seen that in one of their matches before as well. It looks like Chumper now is going to put Gagane down.
1: I think with these two guys, they have kind of run out of things to do in a match to surprise us.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, you say that? And then the air raids crash off top with Chumper on Gagano onto the outside on those mats. And down, how thin are those mats?
1: Well, those mats are just wafer thin. They're a thick. And even in the training centre, they're a lot thinner.
0: Well, they're checking on them now. is Drake, as we know him, the dancing referee. I mean, he's uh, been doing Smackdowns recently as well as refereeing. And I think, you know, he's a kind of safe hand. He used to be an independent wrestler. So he knows these two guys quite well and Chumper just struggling to get to the feet. Who do you like better, Chumper or Gagano?
1: I like Chumper. Yeah? He's straight out about what he is and what he does.
0: But isn't Gagano a better wrestler, like?
1: Technically, yeah, but <laughs> I still prefer Chumper. The character about I
0: think with Goldie and the storyline that he had there as well has been brilliant. Uh, I think Gagano, I don't know if he works as a heel as much. I think Chumper can play both. I think Gagano struggles with that. Well, I think we've seen it. He works better as a babyface. But then again, the story they told when Gagana had to kind of turn to the dark side to become North American champion, well, you know, he became a bit more successful after that. As we get yet another ad break, we come back.
1: So I'm guessing this is another takeover match.
0: Yeah, they're trying to this, car, this night as a takeover level. I think we had the ladder match, that one filler match, and now, of course... It's taken up a lot of time and a crutch getting involved, and we know about the history of the crutch, Dan.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So is this kind of a ratings thing, or is it just missed out takeover, the matchup?
0: Yeah, I think because they missed out takeover, they had to um, give us a show, because it obviously it was scheduled for WrestleMania, wasn't it? And uh, they couldn't do it the way they wanted, so they're kind of splitting it up and giving us matches, and I think this show kind of fills the most of them all, as a... Crutch looking to get involved, and of course, the history with that, with the injuries to uh, Ciampa, uh man, you know, being missed out with the leg and then the crutch coming back to be used as the weapon in their matches, is a, a historical point here. I mean, Easter eggs are involved as Gagano, they're looking for the Gagano escape using a crutch and trying to put an end to this match and a feud.
1: Well, Ciampa manages to get a trash can lid and just wails away at Gagano with it, got some escape.
0: Well, you can hear all the blows and all the, uh, the shots as well from Gagano and Ciampa. And especially with no crowd, you can actually hear the noises and all the strikes. And it is, makes it um, kind of diff- difficult viewing at times, I think. You know, as, especially when we hear the punishment these two men have taken. You know, you talk about the injuries, you talk about their feud and all the massive bumps that they've taken. And you can see their the, the bodies you know, being worn out as Gagano uh, lifting up Chumper by the beard.
1: Super kick to Chomper as he was uh, kind of barely up on his knees. don't think Gagano's able to get up without the assistance of a crutch at the moment. But able to deliver one hell of a super yet again to Chomper.
0: And then just staring him in the eye. Saying we used to be partners. Look all that history there. And I think what makes the hill important is if they believe their own actions as well. Which Gagano's trying to get across. And who would blame Gagano for actually wanting to hurt Chomper after everything that has happened? Between the two. It's always been Chumper kind of the instigator. You Like they say, you either fucking die here or live long enough to see yourself turn into a villain, which we're seeing in
1: this match right now. But Chumper's laughing at Gagano. Ever defiant. Well, Chumper manages to duck the crutch shot and kind of evade Gagano's attack.
0: Oh, Gagano, they're taking out the ref. Poking right. him in the eye so he couldn't even see what was going on.
1: Oh, and then a running knee to the side of the head takes out the ref.
0: Well, Chumper can't believe what he'd done, but gets caught with a crutch in the back again. There's no doubt that NXT are trying, especially with different camera angles and the way it looks. I mean, would I really want this as a final match between two? Probably not, but you know what I mean? But then again, if if they have to do it this way, it's better than maybe a straight up one-on-one match. But, you know, in front of a crowd, after all the emotion and kind of journey that we've been through, this has been the main story of NXT these past three years. There's no kind of doubt about it, and... You know, beauty here, but I think Chumper Gagano, maybe even longer than that now, thinking about it. As Chumper.
1: Oh, hits the draping DDT on Gagano, onto that exposed like timber boards.
0: Goes for the cover, but of course there's no referee. Drake got taken out.
1: Well, he had him down for at least a six count.
0: <laughs> at least an eight count. As Chumper now just wondering in his mind what to do next. Gagano's really struggling. And Chumper thinks to himself, what do I do? I mean what are your thoughts on this, Dan? I mean, is this what you were expecting?
1: I don't know, I'm I'm really not struck on the way like the camera kind of goes and then pans away and then it kinda of comes back from position. Like, you know, the the position that the wrestlers were in are completely different, it's like it's bad editing.
0: Well, it's not been great so far, but it's been long, so I suppose you can say that about it. It's Chumper now. game going for shots to the head of Gagano, but Johnny with a super kick.
1: Looking for a crutch shot, but gets caught with a kick to the face from Chomper. Both men duelling with the crutch. Hit each other on the head. Both knocked out on the ground. You can see the welts on the back of Tommaso Chomper.
0: Well, here comes Candice LeRae, who's involved in the ladder match earlier tonight. Checking on her husband. Of course, she's been involved in this uh, rivalry. been put through the ring and she can't believe what she's seeing. They both might have just killed each other.
1: Don't get involved, Candice.
0: you can see tears in her eyes, sending both to stop. And Gagana having to use the ropes to get up. Candice saying, who are you? And saying to Chumper, are you happy about what you've done? What you've caused? Candice hates her husband. Well, that's harsh. And she wants Chumper to finish it as Gagana grabs her hand. Whoa! Lorraine
1: kicks her husband in the gonads. Saying, "Let I'll finish it then.
0: And Chumper can't believe it. And what has Candice done here? Chumper well, he's, he doesn't look excited, doesn't look happy at all about what's happened. It's like when you have to put your favourite pet down. Sometimes you need to put them out of their misery, and that's what Chumper's going to do with Gagano.
1: Well, Chumper doesn't know what to make of what he's just witnessed go down. I mean, a wife turning on her husband for the sake of ending the match.
0: Well, for the sake of ending this feud, Dan, you think about the history, how many problems they have caused each other. This is one final beat. This is the last time.
1: but it doesn't look like Chumper wants it to go down like this. I bet there was a cup in that paper bag.
0: Ah. Well, let's see Choer looking over Gagano, who's been down a long time.
1: Well, the crowd is certainly silent on this moment. <laughs> well,
0: Chumper now finally picking up Gagano after what seems like an
1: eternity. Are we going to have a fairy tale ending? <laughs> oh, oh, She's back in and she's just hit one on Chomper as well. And
0: Gagano, he's laughing because he goes downstairs and pulls out Dan. Oh, he's not going to whip up. Oh, there's a cup. There's a
1: cup down there. Called it.
0: They were in cahoots.
1: This is shenanigans. There is shenanigans going on. Oh, he's not going to give him the Darth Vader, is he? No.
0: Gagano saying to Chomper, you lose. Candice loves her husband. And now referee's back in. Gagano setting up Chumper. Oh! And like I said, fairytale ending. One, two. To Chumper. Three. To end it once and for all. Gagano wins with thanks to the Ray. Dan, what are your thoughts on the match, the moment, and the history?
1: Um, well, you know, the match, it was very long. But I think, you know, in this kind of feud... And, you know, a match that was intended for a takeover of Brilliant, you know, to kind of put this rivalry to bed, question mark. You know, it's it's kind of taken drastic ups and downs between these two guys, you know, and it seems like Johnny's finally embraced the dark side and, you know, being in cahoots with his wife and finally put Tommaso Ciampa to bed.
0: Yeah, I mean, Candice has embraced the dark side as well. Like I said, I never thought I'd see the day... Release 2. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, as a, there is no doubt it has been the best feud probably in wrestling in these past five years since we're doing, since we're doing the podcast. Was it the best ending to that feud? Probably, probably not. not. But, again, you can't expect everything from it. It wasn't a bad match, but it was more Edge, alternate mania than AJ, Undertaker. I think that would be fair to say. But still enjoyable. A great episode of NXT as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Certainly a treat for the fans.
0: Garno and LeRae get in their car and drive off and live chumper all alone. So our next episode is the 15th of April.
1: We hear Mauro Ronaldo's voice on the highlights from last week, then Tom or Todd Phillips welcomes us to this week's show. He'll call the episode with Byron Saxton.
0: Our first match is Finn Balor versus Fabian Eichner.
1: Barthel is here with his Imperium partner, Eichner tells Finn that if he wants Volta, he has to go through him first. They lock up and get started with map-based work. The Italian powers Balor into the corner with a throw and a distraction by Bartholomew the advantage. But Finn comes back with a pop-over and drop-kick the Prince controls the action and sidekicks Fabian into Barricade as we go to a break.
0: Well we're back, Sling Blade, but another distraction puts Finn in trouble. Barthel attacks on the floor while the referee deals with Eichner in the ring. Balor dodges with Fabian, tries to knee him in the still steps again. Sling blade on the floor to Marcel. Shotgun drop kick through the barricade.
1: Eichner attacks and goes for a moonsault off the top, but Finn evades. Coup de grace and nineteen sixteen follows.
0: So Finn Babian Eichner. The Prince delivers a warning to Volta via the camera.
1: We see Velveteen Dream lounging backstage as he awaits NXT champ Adam Cole. But the women's champ will also be speaking with us tonight. But first, more commercials.
0: Well, after loads, we get highlights from Dakota Kai's win over Tegan Knox in Portland. Because tonight, Knox faced Kai's heater, Raquel Gonzalez.
1: Charlotte Flair's speech is a pre-recorded sit-down where she puts over Raw Ripley as the future. But she says her take her the first woman to dominate three eras. As she beat the stars of the past, like Nikki Bella and Trish Stratus. She dominated her own contemporaries. And now she's here in NXT to prove she's better than the next generation. She runs down prospective challenges and offers Mia Yim the first lottery ticket. and was one of her first matches. This may have been filmed before last week.
0: Well, our next match is Aaliyah or Numph versus Zia Lee.
1: Well, Lee angrily attacks at the bell and hits a pump kick. Trying to calm Zia down. Aaliyah works the heat from there, but Lee powers out of a headlock and throws Aaliyah. She shakes off a strike, then dodges a charge and lands a number of strikes in the next flurry. A high knee in the corner and a drop kick from Zia while Lee is down. Lee hits her twist kick to the back and that is it.
0: Yes, yeah, so Zia Lee defeats Eli or Nymph. We get a video package about the Interim cruiseweight title tournament happening due to prevailing circumstances. We've mentioned with Jordan Devlin. we got our first Group B match next.
1: Well, first, Matt Riddle's on the phone with Stally and Pete. The king of bros doesn't know who his partner is and Dunn won't tell him.
0: Well, Akira Tazawa versus Isaiah Swerve. Scott is our next match. We get a tentative start, then business picks up, and either man gains control through a chop contest in exchange of
1: strikes. Well, Swerve regroups and then goes to follow up, but Tazara cradles for two. Two. Separation, then Scott hits house call, but only gets a near fall. Jumping spin kick from the former Cruiserweight champ, then a suplex into the turnbuckles, and that is it.
0: Akira Tazawa... Goes 1-0 up, defeating Isaiah Swerve, who, of course, is 1-0 down now. Yes, yeah.
1: Well, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Tozawa on the ramp after the match, and he vows to become champ again.
0: Velveteen is still chilling, and we get a video promo for El de Dejantesma. In Spanish, he explains his history and says he can't think of a better way to launch his NXT career than by winning the NXT Cruiserweight title.
1: Winning the NXT Championship. Well, Tegan Nox versus Raquel Gonzalez... Is our next match and Gonzalez is here with Kai. Raquel charges at the bell and Tegan tries for a waist lock but is quickly overpowered. She gets wrist control and lifts her up into two shoulder blocks without releasing. Two. The assault continues and Drake checks on Tegan when she collapses after being whipped into the corner. Knox tries to punch free but ends up getting mauled in the corner. When the official forces a break, Dakota hit the running boot. Cover one, two, no, kick out. Uh,
0: before Kai can get involved again, Shotzi Blackheart is here. She clocks Dakota with a helmet, and when Gonzalez tries to choke Slam Shotzi on the apron, Knox grabs her for the roll-up and pins her. Yes, bit of retribution there for Tegan Knox.
1: Well, we see a bit of Keith Lee interview, and we'll get more of it after the commercials.
0: Well, the North American champ says his journey to NXT started when he was five, and his grandmother introduced him to wrestling. But when he decided to pursue it as a career, his whole family it. He stole his own car to make his own town and almost got kicked out of the house for it.
1: For the next 13 years, he's heard a lot of people tell him he's too big, he doesn't wrestle like them. But now he's here on the biggest stage in the business, and he stands out. He thanks us for supporting him as we see his highlights in Survivor Series. He couldn't, he could have given up, but he decided to go grind instead, and that's what it means to be limitless.
0: Well, up next is Miss versus Tahuti Miles, and Miles is scared of Loomis and asks, "Is anybody in there?" Well, he isn't scared of him, actually, and goes for the lock-up, protects the sidesteps and smashes him in the back of the head with forearm. Tehuti fights back for a bit, but a spinebuster puts him down. Loomis slivers over to him, picks him up for the set side slam, and goes right into the anaconda vice.
1: Yes, Dexter Loomis did do- defeat Tahiti Miles via submission, and a frustrated Dream is still waiting for Cole. Their face are supposed to be next.
0: Well, after commercial, we see Cole is still at the pool. Did Dream actually think he was going to show up? Is Velveteen stupid? He's still focused on protecting reality, and reality is no one in NXT deserves a shot at his title. There are more important things to focus on right now, like Roger Strong and Bobby Fish winning the tag titles tonight and helping make Undisputed Era whole again.
1: Well, Dream is coming out anyway, and he steps to the podium, saying it's typical of Cole. Does he really think Dream is stupid because he thinks a lot of the champ? of Cole's accomplishments and calls him the greatest NXT champion of all time. But when it comes down to it, it'll be dream over. Baby. baby!
0: We see Finn Balor over his shoulder. Finn steps to him and says he doesn't know who he is. And he's never spoke to him, but he will now. Because if he keeps making incorrect statements about who the best NXT champion is, they'll have a date. Velveteen suggests Finn picks him up
1: next Wednesday. Well, Malcolm Bivins is here with Rinku and Saru... Saru... And he's quoting Johnny Gill. They're coming after whoever wins the titles tonight.
0: Well, we'll get three Cruiserweight tournament matches next week.
1: Stallion Pete is on the big screen to introduce the partner he picked for Riddle, Timothy Thatcher.
0: Yeah, so we've had problems, like we say, with the UK talent, the European talent, and Dunn can't defend the NXT Championship, so they have picked Timothy Thatcher uh, to team up with Matt Riddle. I mean, it's an awful situation, isn't it, Dan? It is indeed. Especially when we talk about the plans they maybe have for Pete Dunn. And now it's probably been put by the wayside. But back to the match and Fish and oh, sorry, fish and Riddle start. And Matt gets the best of the technical showdown. So Bobby heads up to the ramp. Bobby huddles with him as we go to a commercial. Thatcher gets a tag shortly after we return. And quickly tosses strong to the match. And starts going for the holds.
1: Riddle talks Thatcher through the step up sent on spot. And Timothy does his best Pete Dunn shrug after it connects. Fish. Fish goes back to the apron. So there's no one there when Riddle goes for a tag. Matt's turn to sell, but Undisputed's role is slowed when Dexter Loomis gets spotlighted in a distant corner of the room. He's just staring at the ring while we get more ads.
0: Well, Riddle is still taking a beating when we return. So the question is, can Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle actually get the job done here against Undisputed Era? Uh, Timothy Thatcher's had a weird, uh, interesting career on the independent scene, if anybody's never heard of him. He used to team up with uh, Volta. alongside uh, the kind of group that was Imperium before it was Imperium, if you know what I mean, on the independent scene. So it's a bit of a surprise to see him like this, but it's Pete Dunn's choice, and I'm sure Pete Dunn sent at home as will do right for his team. What are your thoughts on it?
1: So if Timothy and Matt Riddle win the match, does Timothy become Tag Team Champion?
0: Yes, that's basic. Pete Dunn is now no longer part of this. Like, I mean... He's he's still friends with him, I guess, but I think it's a bit unfair on Pete Dunn. But then again, we've seen it with Sami Zayn in the Economic Championship, haven't we? And 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 other things, the Cruiserweight Championship tournament as well. Uh, it's interesting times. But the problem is with the Matt Riddle storyline now is it's taken the most interesting aspect out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like I was looking forward to seeing Dunn actually having a bit of a run. And now at the moment in time, will the spot go to Thatcher? Will it be about Matt Riddle? Well, let's see what Thatcher can um, bring if Riddle can ever get over to him and get the tag. Just inches away.
1: No, he gets stopped short by Roddy Strong. But now Matt Riddle can finally get the tag, and Thatcher comes in, running belly to belly suplex. Bounces off the ropes and hits one on Bob. Of oh. course,
0: well, no Carla Riley because of the injury, so we're seeing Strong and Fish teaming up. Maybe for, you know, not the. Uh, well, no, it was Strong and O'Reilly theme- teaming up, wasn't it? Yeah, not most common of teams, so uh, we'll see how these two get on. But Thatcher looking well.
1: That yeah, clubbing blows to the back of Roddy Strong.
0: And he's definitely got some size about him as well as he's taken it out. But it doesn't matter what you do in the Indians, it matters what you do on NXT and in WWE. You know, that's what they see it as. Roderick Strong with a chop, but I think Thatcher liked it.
1: It's a kick to Roddy Strong. And Thatcher's looking for the Fujiwara armbar, but Strong managing to get his bottom foot to the right.
0: And well, this might play into the Undisputed Era's uh, time and Adam Cole, desperate for them to tag team championships. There's no doubt Undisputed Era have been, you know, the the yardstick for tag teams this past couple of years.
1: There are people actually out there saying that Inner Circle is better than the Undisputed Era.
0: I would not... What would you say about that? Um, are we talk about NXT?
1: I would say that, you know, going on by what they're up to now, Undisputed Era are above the Inner Circle. Why? Um, I don't know. They've achieved a lot more. They seem a more tight-knit group, whereas the Inner Circle, like, you know, they're kind of... It's basically Chris Jericho and chums.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, at the moment, it's Adam Cole with the NXT title, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know,
1: Roddy Strong, you know, in his own right, he's championship. Bobby Fish and handsome Kyle O'Reilly, they've been tag-team champions. They've kind of, you know, I've gotten to enjoy what... Carlo O'Reilly especially brings to the Undisputed Era. You know, he's his own thing. You've got Roddy Strong, who's his own kind of person as well. It's just Bobby Fish is kind of the only letdown of the group.
0: Yeah, but he has suffered injuries, I suppose. But he's looking to get tag gold here tonight. He's looking to put away Thatcher. But Riddle comes. But only to stop the onslaught for a second because Strong is still going. Roderick, I mean, Roderick's still going strong. And Thatcher now. The g- Fujiwara armbar. Mike. My- God, and he tapped out quickly. How dangerous a move, and uh, not a bad match. Thatcher's been in a few wars, as you can see by the look on his face. Matt Riddle's got the gold. There you go, NXT champion. What are your thoughts on Thatcher and the match, Dan?
1: Um, I thought he was very impressive. Certainly brings a different style to it. I'd like to see him in a more technical style match, though, to see what he can actually deliver.
0: Yeah, him against Kyle Riley, I think, would be quite enjoyable in NXT. Uh, there's a few people, and Riddle's storyline continues with... Um, Thatcher and a tag team golden let's hope pete Duncan come back sooner rather than later. again another new face here on nxt
1: without a doubt looks like it's
0: it for nxt but oh wait a minute it's chumper backstage on the camera he said he's done with johnny done with everything done with Candice. well chumper saying that gagana won fair play to that's nice of him isn't it
1: absolutely yeah
0: oh, i think fair play chumper this ends but oh wait a minute who's that well chumper's just got attacked
1: Johnny Gagano's
0: come back for more. Oh, God. Chumper down. That's not That's not Gagano. Tick tock. I know who that is. That's
1: Killer Cross.
0: That's Killer Cross. <laughs> and he's here at NXT. My God. Well, Chumper taken out. What does that mean? Well, let's move on to the next episode quickly. The 22nd of April.
1: Well, Tom or Todd Phillips and the rates last week's highlights. It closes with Killer Cross attacking Tommaso Chumper. Then leads right into Phillips informing us that it seems Finn Balor's been attacked. He isn't in the building tonight and will not face Velveteen Dream.
0: Oh my god, well Dream heads down to the ring and repeats new levels, new devils several times. He starts to address Finn, and here comes the NXT champ.
1: Adam Cole says everyone assumed whoever won Finn versus Velveteen would be the new number one contender. And he sees what he didn't take out Balor, but Undisputed Era will take out Dream. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong attack Velveteen from behind while he's focused on Cole on the ramp.
0: He's taken a three-on-one beating, and here comes Keith Lee. The North America champ fights off Strong and Fish then pounces Cole into them. He checks on Dream as the era angrily backs up the ramp.
1: Time for a match though, and it's Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez.
0: I've been liking the way NXT have been kind of building this. Even though it's a secondary kind of feud, it's still making sense and being featured. Knox tries to roll up Gonzalez at the jump, Shotzi with a bling big tag, when Tegan gets whipped into the ropes and stays away from the larger woman, who backs into the corner and tags Kai. She continues her momentum, sending Dakota into the ropes and hitting her with a senton and another tag.
1: Well, Raquel misses a charge and takes a European uppercut. Upper what? And a kick to go down to one knee. Tegan climbs, but Dakota distracts. Fair enough.
0: Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Chelsea Blackheart and team.
1: We've got a new main event. It's Dream and Lee versus Cole and Strong. And we get reminded that Drake Maverick was released. His match will be next after a word from our sponsors.
0: Yeah, I was devastated about Drake Maverick's release. Uh, we both were. And, of course, you know, we posted about it on Twitter. Uh, it's a horrible times, really, but let's hope, you know, Drake Maverick can make the most of his last opportunity. After the break, Jake Atlas gets a video package. He's here to break barriers and win the title to show people who look up to him what's possible.
1: Well, we go in to see Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas, and Atlas with an early power advantage, takedown and a clinch from behind. But Maverick powers up. He carries Atlas to the corner and sends him headfirst into a turnbuckle, then evades another charge to send Jake shoulder first into the post. He ends a flurry with a drop kick off the second rope right into the Tequila Sunrise. Well,
0: Atlas gets to the ropes and heads outside, but gets flattened by a dive. Drake throws him in, elbow off the top. One, two, no, kick out. Uh-huh. Tries for a cut off the ropes, but Atlas throws him off and now the a super kick. Jake heads up top, but Maverick catches up. He goes for a super runner, but Jake holds on. He cartwheels on the top rope and hits a DDT while falling to the mat.
1: Yes, that put Jake... That puts Jake Atlas 1 0 up after he defeated Drake Maverick, who's 1 0 down, believe that would, it
0: or not. That makes sense, that would. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Jake at the podium. He said he's on top of the world, looking down on creation. Then shouts out Drake as he helped to the back. Atlas, he was rooting for him, but the world will know his story. 1 down, 2 to go.
1: 2 to go. We start to get the video package for Keith Lee. We saw last week, but it's cut off by Damien Priest, who doesn't give a damn about Lee or where he came from. All he cares about is a North American title. Priest says Keith's picked up contenders he knows he can beat.
0: Well, he's stuck in Damien because he knows he hits hard. He knows Keith likes making moments, so he reminds him of the moment he made in his first NXT match, pinning, taking the belt.
1: Well, it's Kushida versus Tony Nese up next.
0: And Kushida's in the ring when we cut to the arena, but he does get a video package. His opponent gets an entrance and a video reminder he won the Cruiserweight title late last year and lost it without being pinned.
1: Each man gets a clean break early and taunts the other with a pose. Nice follows up with a quick calf crusher, but Kushida reverses that into an arm submission, but Tony forces him to the ropes.
0: Well, Nice misses a follow-up low, setting up the handspring. Fastball punch, but Nice catches a follow-up. He goes for a pump handle slam, but Kushida counters into the Sakuraba lock. Tony slams into the break and then break that. Eventually get free to head up top. 450 splash, but it's only a near fall.
1: Nice up first, but he runs into a palm strike. A second one puts Tony down, but he returns fire with another palm strike when Kushida climbs. Nice gets Kushida on his shoulders on the middle rope, but the Japanese superstar gets free. He gets a Kurubu and he holds it for a flip off the top, and Nice taps.
0: Wow, so Kushida beats Tony Nice via submission, so he goes 1-0 up, and Nice is 1-0 down.
1: Makes sense, that. Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher are interviewed. It's more odd bromance like Riddle had with Pete Dunne and includes him confessing Thatcher's eye colour with Stallion Pete. He has a plan to show the world what a beautiful man Timothy is next week. Thatcher asks what he has in mind, but we're off to commercials.
0: Well, Scarlett Doe narrates the news video telling us Doomsday is upon NXT. Tomatov Phillips and Byron Saxton transition out to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae.
1: We're at their place, which is Candlelit. Johnny is talking about how great a day it was when Candice became Mrs. Wrestling. But he was lucky enough to have multiple fairy tale endings in his life. He runs down his NXT accomplishments and talk about how no one believed he could beat Chomper. Candice, now with purplish hair, brings in We Did. The cap he wore to beat Tommaso Chompa in Underglass. Oh.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't really want that on the table whilst you're eating, would you really? I mean, unless, you know, Candice likes that. He rants about what's wrong with NXT and how it's a place that rewards horrible people and punishes good ones. Candice cuts in and says that just NXT. She's been unappreciated since she got here and she served as a mother of the locker room, but she needed them. They weren't there. Happened over and over, which is the definition of insanity. But insanity gave a clarity. She's done eating second.
1: Johnny says they can only trust each other and says they're going to tear down NXT and rebuild it. They'll be first married couple to reign over the brand as men and women's champ.
0: Well, Io yeah, Shy gets a video package like for her upcoming title shot of Charlotte Flair. She bows down to no one. Time for more commercial.
1: Mackenzie Mitchell catches up with teary-eyed Drake Maverick outside somewhere. He says, Jake Atlas is great. Every, upper, every other athlete in a tournament is fighting their opponent, opponent and himself. Maybe everyone was right about him.
0: Oh, Drake. Fucking breaks our heart. Mia Yim versus Jesse Kamara is next. And Kamara ditched her nerdy girl gimmick. And now dressed in all black and fish that tights. of evasion early for Jesse. But Yim shows off right back at her. Things are even. But she lands a kick after a standard switch. And goes to the ground and pound. Step up, twist and elbow for two. Two. As the announcers compare Jesse's volleyball background to Charlotte. Flair called out Mia last week. Nice connection. The comeback starts with a breaker, goes into SEO and ends with a protect-yan neck.
1: Yes, Mia Yim did defeat Jessie coming out via pinfall. And the Queen is here. She's in street clothes and has a women's title and a mic. Out of the deepest division in WWE, she wants Yim first. She hopes Mia wants it too. She says she's enjoyed watching Flair grow as she grows into the HBIC. Charlotte says Mia's always b- she looks forward to making her, star, her a star next week. Yim doesn't like that backhanded compliment.
0: Well, we see the gentleman Jack Haka gets a video. His tattoos prove he can take pain. He's bringing something different to this tournament as he looks to capture the title that's evaded him for three years.
1: Chelsea Green is posing for picks by a pool while Robert Stone directs her and says it's just another day for his brand. He swims over and joins in for some lounging as they run down the other women in the division and he over as a future champ.
0: All right, so our next match then is going to be the Cruiserweight title tournament. It's Gentleman Jack Hager versus El Geo de Pau de Fantasma. That's how you actually pronounce it as oh, well. And it's yes. his debut match. It's his debut match and we're going to see it. But we talk about changes. Jack Gallagher, I mean, my God, that heron was not good for him, was it? I mean, at the moment... He's completely different to the Jack we knew, Dan. That's
1: Ed Sheeran, James.
0: (laughs) The Jack we knew, the Gentleman Jack, was kind of nice and happy. Had the umbrella, didn't he? Had the uh, Gentleman gimmick. And now we see him and he's got chest tattoos and just completely different look. And here comes Phantasma. And, Dan, are you excited about this new NXT talent? A man under a mask? Yeah.
1: Not really.
0: Uh, Well, the Cruiserweight Tournament is on the line. As we see with Jordan Devlin, of course, like we talked about not be able to defend. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Phantasma uh, during his time, I would say, elsewhere. But when you come to NXT, he's really about the here and now. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on Jack Gallagher? Do you think he, you're surprised he's still here? What, with Cruiserweight Classic and all that kind of stuff, fill us in a little bit on Gentleman Jack.
1: Um, I'm, well, I'm certainly glad he's here. You know, he's made appearances in the Royal Rumble. He's uh he's been about for long enough and he certainly deserves his opportunity and shot at the NXT Cruiserweight Championship.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you know, Jack, this is completely different, Jack, isn't it?
1: It is, yes, hopefully, you know, it's it's just a different appearance and it's not a different way he is in the ring.
0: Well, of course he is trained as an MMA fighter, so you know, Jack has actually been there and done that. But I think for us for the Cruiserweight Division, you know, I think the Drake Maverick story is the most interesting one. I think we'll be looking at that. But out of all the guys in the tournament, if you could pick one, Dan, to, to win it, no bonus point, obviously, but who would you say is your favourite going into it?
1: Gentleman Jack.
0: Gentleman Jack, yours. Yeah. I, I've got to say Kushida, because obviously, you know, I've backed him before in the tag tournament. He got knocked out first round. He's not done that yet. He's actually picked up a victory. But uh, like I said, it's good to see another kind of... Uh, coming in and with... Uh, el Fantasma, it's good to see
1: well jack gallagher's who i want to see win it but who i think's gonna see who i think's gonna win it is drake maverick because ja- it's the storyline behind him
0: well i fucking hope so you know what i mean if they just release him that would be awful but again talk about british representation it's good to see two englishmen in this tournament
1: most certainly yeah
0: as jack gets taken down with a drop kick and like i said i still can't get to jack's look he was so clean-cut beforehand.
1: Not no more.
0: Uh, so you're not happy about another masked uh, cruiserweight then, Dan?
1: Oh, I think it's... <laughs> did
0: they burn you with Sin Cara, did they?
1: Yes, they did, yeah. <laughs> now, they all just blend into one now. So you could have told me that was... Linsterado! <laughs> <Lynch> <laughs> and I would have believed you.
0: Really? You would have thought that? No. It looks more like Grand Metallic if you're going to, you know, talk about the dark hair and stuff. Uh, no, I mean, I'm going to give it a go. Like I said, I'm always open to new things. As Jack there, beautiful, taking down Phantasma. And let's see the baby face come. But let's see how good El Phantasma can be. I'll be surprised if Jack picks up a victory in this tournament.
1: i will be annoyed if he don't.
0: He's got a different style as well, hasn't he, now old Jackie boy?
1: Not sure on the tattoos he's got. I mean, what? what, what? <sighs> it's just like he went to a tattoo book and he said, I'll have that one on my chest, that one on my arm, and that one on my forearm. I
0: wouldn't be able to tell you what they are, like... His forearm. A ship's on his chest. Yeah. Have you ever had a ship on your chest? Um. I had to go ask me once. <laughs> <laughs> I but have da, been asked boom. if
1: someone could put a ship on my chest. Yeah,
0: that' exactly. It'd be interesting. And what's the other ones?
1: Uh, a, a lady on his bicep.
0: I know you've had a lady on your bicep. Um, and looks yeah.
1: like a tiger on his forearm.
0: <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> I've never. I've never been so assaulted in all my life.
1: I mean, it's nothing compared to your Mike Tyson tattoo on your face.
0: Do you know what? I think it's really added to my character. And the teardrops on yours, I think, <laughs> really. <laughs> have
1: you still got your swallows I, on, the, on the inside of your hands? I animals? have.
0: I, oh, do you know, I had, um, I had love and hate tattooed on my fingers until, obviously, I got one of my fingers chopped off. Now it's love and hat. But <laughs> Gallagher, they're sent into the ring post and Barry Cage. You can see the red marks on Gentleman Jack. One thing he hasn't done: he bought a tan over these past three years. And I mean, he was one of the guys that really came out of the Cruiserweight Classic. Someone different, like I said, a Rumble appearance and um, challenging for the, the Cruiserweight Championship on pay per view. Is it a shame Jack's never had a shot? When you talk about Tony Nese nice and Drew Gulak and all the other people,
1: it is a shame considering people who have held it. I'm not going to mention his name. Oh,
0: yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neville. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: yeah. That fucking Geordie twat. No. <laughs> no, I do enjoy Pac. He's one of
0: our magnificent seven. Of course yes, we enjoy man. him. But Jack should have had a chance there. He should have beaten Enzo at pay per Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You're saying that Gentleman Jack's career has been ruined ever since that defeat. Yes. Yeah, he's only just been going down and down and down.
1: Well, now that's... he's kind of modelled himself on him, covered in tattoos, got the fucking trunks. He's going to get a fucking mullet next, isn't he, and a stupid beard and start talking like a cunt. Uh... <laughs> anyway, enough of this. Jack Gallagher is wrestling. We're just... Let's just try and see if Jack... And
0: I mean, Phantasma's not really done a lot. No. I was, I was expecting a more explosive style, but we'll see. Here we go. He's coming back now, clotheslines and all that Look.
1: No, nope, just clotheslines. Not all that lot.
0: He, well, he just dived line. I mean, he changed it up a little bit.
1: Got him in a bit of a cravat. Sends Jack Gallagher to the corner with a few uh, forearm strikes to the jaw. But the gentleman's fighting back with punches to the midsection.
0: Gallagher is like, just so aggressive.
1: I thought the title was on Velveteen Dream shoulder for a second. There.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just got a graphic come up that says our main event is next. Well, it may be soon. Maybe that's foreshadowing. Hmm? But the question is... Whose shoulder will be on, Dan, eh? Uh, when you think about it. Gallagher on the outside. We're going to see a bit of flying.
1: Tope Suicida through the ropes and head first into Gallagher.
0: You can see the red marks on Gallagher. As they're both men struggling to get to the ring. Here we go. Phantasma sets him up in the corner.
1: Charging in. Hits a huge running uppercut.
0: Now rolls him up into the cover. Jack managing to kick out. Uh. And Phantasma might have hurt himself on that dive. Here we go. Picks up Jack. Oh, no, Jack grabbed the mask.
1: Roll up. Two. Oh. No. Kick out.
0: Uh, trying to steal a victory there. Jack with a huge headbutt.
1: Two. Yo. Yeah. No.
0: Well, no, it didn't happen. Phantasma got the shoulder up at two. Two. And Gallagher frustrated. And Gallagher now got an idea. Going into the corner, looking to take out Phantasma.
1: Oh, comes charging Oh, misses. That rolls through, lands on his feet, though. But Phantasma's got him up with us. Well, with knees to the head, the Mishinoku driver. And gets the victory? The Samoan drop driver.
0: Well, I mean, each or all, but I thought he was going to come off the ropes or something like that. Like, I mean, make an impression. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Your man, Jack, goes down. Yes.
1: um, No, I'm I'm not. (laughs) That struck on Phantasma. It's going to take a bit of... Gr-
0: yeah, well, it took a bit of time for Keith Lee, didn't it? And uh, a few others, Kushida is one of them. I don't think it's a bad match. I think the Cruiserweight title match, uh, title tournament is delivering in-ring in that way. And obviously, we've got interesting storylines. Uh, Mitchell goes to him, but he asked for the mic to cut a promo in Spanish about becoming Cruiserweight champion.
1: We learn that next week we'll feature Flair versus Jim in a non-title match and Priest versus Lee. We see Phantasma talking to the camera and loading up his truck outside when the van kidnappers roll up. He fights them off and they speed away.
0: Bloody van kidnappers. They're fucking terrorising NXT at this moment in time. Our main event, Velting Dream and Keith Lee versus the unspeakled era, Adam Cole and Roderick
1: Strong. Bobby Fears is out with the era, but the Hills attack at the bell. Their advantage doesn't last for long, for even a second. The referee throws fish out when he grabs Dream's ankle. But while that's going on, Damien Priest shows up to hit Keith Lee in the throat with his nightstick (laughs) a few times. He can't breathe and Velveteen calls for the refs, who swam in to check on him. Swarming. That happens as we get our last ad break.
0: I mean, sorry, I'm just laughing at the fact that when you said uh, Damien Priest's nightstick,
1: I just weren't sure. Big (laughs) bossman.
0: Well, no, he's got his hand on his nightstick or... If we would call it in England, he would have his hand on his truncheon. We learn him insisted the match continue. He's taken a 2-1 beating when we return. Dexter Loomis appears though on the apron in Velveteen's corner. Dream crawls towards him, but Strong catches him. Dream Valley driver, but Cole stops him before we can get a tag. Velveteen slips free and tags Loomis. He's in hot and takes out both members of the era.
1: Fish arrives to try and help, but Dexter flies and takes out Bobby and Roddy. Dream comes off the top with a purple rainmaker and pins the champ.
0: Wow! So Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis, I guess,
1: defeat the undisputed. Era. Well, Loomis slinks off to the side and peers over the apron at Dream, who sits up in front of who sits who looks up at him
0: from the top rope as undisputed slinks up the ramp in defeat. Oh well, that's bad, but not a bad episode of NXT. We move on to our
1: last episode, April 29th. Tom or Todd Phillips narrates on an overview of the interim Cruiserweight title tournament thus far, then kicks it to Mauro Ranallo and Beth Phoenix to call our first match. Lightly filmed this morning or afternoon, so the call could be done remotely. Uh, they kick it back to Phillips to run down the current standings in the tourney.
0: Yeah, as uh, swerve Scott versus El Gil del Fantasma is our first match.
1: Fantasma with a couple early covers as he taunts Swerve. It's all Fantasma early, including with a dive to the outside. But Scott crotches his opponent off the top and puts a, hits a Rana off the middle rope onto Phantasma. The pace picks up and Azire dodges a baseball slide and hits Phantasma in the face with a kick from the apron that sends us to our first commercial.
0: Swerve so is still in control and stretching Phantasma when we return. He goes for a sunset flip off the top, but gets reversed into a dropkick, which puts Phantasma in a driver's seat. Frankenstein are off the top, and El Hio climbs for a frog splash that almost ends it. They trade chops in the middle of the ring, but a punch drops Phantasma.
1: Swerve follows with a German suplex, but Phantasma rolls flop, misses, and it's answered with an arrow from the depths of hell. He tried to follow up with the phantom driver, then the broadcast video freezes. When it comes back, Swerve gets free off a cruise, crucifix.
0: So a Swerve Scott goes uh, 1-1 now in a tournament, defeating here de Phantasma, who is 1-1 now as well. Makes sense.
1: Makes sense at all, yes. Well, does it make sense now? Yes, makes sense at all, does it? Because Phantasma it? beat Jack. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, right. Yep, yep, lost yep, one. you got that? Yep, Phantasma yep. Won, yep. So one-o, one-o. Yep. won, so one one And then 1. So 1-0. Yeah, he <laughs> got We'll post-match chat with Mackenzie Mitchell on the ramp, and Swerve says he needs this more than anyone. When the tournament is over, this will be Swerve's house. Whose house? Swerve's house! Candice
0: LeRae will be in action next When Johnny Gargano in a corner. We also learn that we're here for Adam Cole tonight, and he will address the proposed NXT title match with Velting Dream, which is our first mention of tonight. Uh, we should say, one of the stories that's happened these past couple of months with Velting Dream was there was saying that he was sending um una- inappropriate pictures to underaged people. Again, we're not really going to get involved in it. It's uh, The lawyers are obviously handling it and people on Twitter and everything like this. But NXT, the WWE are still using Velty Dreams. But at the moment, I know it's um, innocent until proven guilty, but these are just kind of hearsay. And I think that's how we work with kind of this kind of stuff, Dan, isn't it? You know, like... Uh, we might have an opinion at this moment in time until all the facts are kind of out there. There's nothing really you can say about it, is there, you know?
1: No, indeed, yes. It's, um, you know, we're not going to say you're guilty until proven innocent. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's, it's happened, so, you know. Uh, we see Dominic Dijakovic walking around outside somewhere earlier today. He's talking about Johnny Gagano and how he's turned on the people who made him. Now, and growing up, Dijakovic's family always told him to never forget where he came. He wants to see if Grigana can back up his words in the ring next.
1: Well, during the break, Phantasma was talking in the ring when he had to fight off another kidnapping attempt from some masked luchadors.
0: Fucking last mooch- masked luchadors, I tell you. Or last moochadors, as I said. Candice LeRae has a new entrance befitting a poison pixie and her husband serves as a hype man. Stay hyped. her is favourite wrestler and the best wrestler in the world.
1: Yes, it is Casey Cazero versus Candice LeRae.
0: And you're a fan of Casey Cazero, aren't you? I mean, I know you like her. I am, her.
1: yes. Uh, ricochet's better half.
0: Is that the only reason you like her? I didn't even realise. I thought it was just because of what she could do in ring.
1: I like her ring action.
0: <laughs> and like I said, a poison entrance there for Candice LeRae and Gagana in the corner. This is a different side to Candice that we're seeing. And uh, don't get me wrong. As Candace Casey makes her traditional entrance in, of course, climbing on the ring post, which is always innovative. But we're going to see what Candice LeRae can deliver. Do you think Candice can work as a hill, Dan? Do you see her? She def- deserves a chance at a Women's ta- uh, Championship in NXT.
1: Um, I'm just getting annoyed at the amount of uh, switcheroonies, aroundies, and, you know, oh, you can't make it as a face. Well, be an arsehole hill then. Like, you know, what happens when you can't make it as a hill?
0: Well, it's up to Shai, it's up to Dakota Kai and now Candice LeRae. And, of course, with Charlotte Flair and the way she is, is there too many kind of hills on NXT? I'd be interested. I think they definitely deserve, she definitely deserves a chance to maybe try a new character because she has maybe been a bit bland recently. So maybe a change will help her in a way, you know, just to be devil's advocate.
1: Well, yeah, but absolutely. But then she goes from, like, a really good technique wrestling to begging off in the ropes to... You know, taking shortcuts here and there, and it's like really better than that.
0: Well, I would have to agree with you in that way. And uh, both women start off quite strong. And Casey, even though she might not be the biggest, could definitely move around in ring. And she rolls Candice, and again, impressive head scissors there.
1: Sends Lorraine to the corner. Looks to fall out with a forearm, but Lorraine side steps, headlock, takedown and then just snapping the neck of Casey.
0: That was a huge move, but Casey. Land- Nice. Shoulder to
1: the midsection. Leg sweep. Then a on over the top rope.
0: Going for the cover. But Candice managing to kick out. Uh. And Candice doesn't want to underestimate Casey in this matchup. Oh. <laughs> well, that was nice there. Trying something a little bit different. But Candice had the knees up.
1: Knees well, up Mother Brown. Goes for a cover but only gets a one.
0: One. And, good on. and now Candice again. Nice side slam. Going for the count. But Casey getting the shoulder up. And Candice now maybe have the white where she wants her and we see this change of course costing Tomasa Chumpa in the main event.
1: So kicking in the nuts makes you change her hair colour.
0: Well I you know, it makes change complete perception. Maybe she just got sick of the whole thing and the only way to do it is make sure that Gagano had hundred percent her attention. Maybe it's a kind of cool like that way. Not to say Candice is using Gagano, but maybe that's they can do that down the road. We both know they're married, but how much of a strain on relationship has been Chumper? And now Chumper's moved on. Gagano has got to fight Candice. Johnny's been there and done that. Candice hasn't, and this is her chance now to prove it. And she slams Casey down.
1: And then points towards her husband. She's for looking... seen the Gagano escape while looking at her husband, but gets rolled up, taking her eyes <laughs> off the prize. Hits her back elbow.
0: Made a huge mistake there, but I don't think she will again. as the chops now in the corner. And just a combination...
1: Oh shit. fucking hell. Well the wicked stepsister certainly made its mark. <coughs> made its mark.
0: Well she had her up like a looked like it was gonna be like a bow and arrows, and then just stomped her head down to the mat. Yeah. And Casey just crumpled and Candice wins. Dan, what are your thoughts on the new Candice Array?
1: Well, you know, she certainly um Made a change, and that finishes absolutely fucking annihilation. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You know, it's just going to have to wait and see how far she can actually go. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's nice to see her in a new light. And Casey, I think, is a great talent as well. And let's hope we get more of her in NXT. Uh, Johnny goes to escort her out, but Candice rushes back in to lock in a Gagano escape. Her hubby is smitted with the new LeRae.
1: Well, Damien Priest is pacing in front of his own flag backstage. He says he knows Keith Lee is hurting, but tonight he finally gets to finish what he started. At the end of the night, Lee will be basking in his glory.
0: Well, when we return Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher on stage, Riddle knows there's been a lot of criticism of WWE throwing tag teams together, but he and Dunn are real bros, and he knows Thatcher like the back of his hand. If he knew the back of his hand for two weeks, so to prove they belong together, they're going to play the newly bro game with Byron Saxton.
1: Byron is repulsed by his intro to Thatcher's intro, which meant he once popped a man's eye out. This thing has a laugh track and involves Matt making a wake and bake joke when a topic comes up to what he had for breakfast. They get the first three clues through some wacky hijinks, but when Saxton is going to take them to the speed round, Imperium attacks. Yeah!
0: I mean, oh! While Thatcher is stunned, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel take out Riddle, eventually dropping them on a concrete floor. Stanley and Timothy fights back, but the numbers game take him out. Attack. A power bomb takes him out, and Walter's boys pose over Thatcher with the belts as we head to a commercial.
1: Well, Tom kicks it to make a wish video to celebrate World Wish Day. Then we see Adam Cole backstage and he says General Manager William Regal says he has to defend his NXT title against Velveteen Dream next week.
0: Well, Cole still doesn't think Dream is worthy, but he'll show up next week as champ and leave his champ because he's
1: the greatest NXT champ in history. Well, it's Mia Yim versus Charlotte Flair and it's all the queen in the early going, but when a cocky Flair misses a front kick, Yim catches her with a punch to the face. A cannonball in the corner sets up a tornado DDT that leads to a cover... But Charlotte fights back. Nice taunt from Mia when she swings into Andrade's tranquilo pose in the ropes. But Flair repays her with an elbow to the face. And then we go to break.
0: Well, the champ's in the driver's seat where Charlotte is looking to teach NXT women's roster some humility.
1: Well, Yim Yim scraps her way back into this and hits the soul food but Charlotte brushes it off. STO in the corner, and Flair goes up for a moonsault, but Mia catches her and rolls her up for two. Two! Follow-up kicks for Yim, but Charlotte catches her and goes to a Boston Crab. Mia gets in a few near falls in the ensuing scramble, but when she tries to end it with protect your neck, Flair reverses it into a figure four, bridges, and then that is it.
0: It's Mia Yim via submission.
1: As the champ grabs her belt and heads out, the number one contender's music hits, and angry Eo Shirai says, next week, you are mine.
0: Wow. So well, next week's um, episode of NXT should be great, and of course, we'll bring that to you in a couple of weeks' time. So we're, we're going to have Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole for the NXT title, and of course, now we're going to have Io Shirai and Charlotte Flair. We also get another killer cross Scarlett Bordeaux vignette, and they'll be here next week too. Tick
1: the trainer is checking on Casey Cantazaro while Caden Carter looks on. The interviewer asks how her neck is, and that's when Johnny and Candice walk by. Leray says this is a new NXT.
0: Well, we're reminded that Finn Balor's attack attacked last week. No new updates, but Phillips tells us he's livid, and will be here next week to address his attacker.
1: Up next is Dexter Loomis versus Shane Thorne.
0: Well Loomis throws him to the middle of the ring, gets his eyes raked in return. A drop kick and subsequent cannibal seem to put Fawn in position to win, but when he lines up uh, right into a spine buster, he pulls Shane to his feet by his hair. Then does a set out Uranagi into an arm triangle. Fawn passes out, and Loomis strokes his head while staring into the void.
1: Yes, Dexter Loomis defeats Shane Fawn via referee stoppage.
0: Well, we see Jordan Devlin's tweet dissing the whole idea of the interim cruiserweight title, and then a fallout clip of Jake Atlas consoling Drake Maverick after beating him for last week. Maverick's match is next.
1: But first, some commercially promo. With a gravity voice, he says he's not 100%, but he's going to give Priest a beating that will live forever in infamy.
0: So, here we go. Up next, it's Tony East versus Drake Maverick. Alright, so here we go. On to our last match on this week's NXT update. And what have you thought of the story with Drake Maverick, Dow? I mean, I've been quite a big fan of him, even pre, you know, WWE Days and Impact. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, he's um, he certainly kind of made a change for himself. He was uh, general manager on 205 Live. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, manager of Authors of Pain and pissed Fucking himself out. Yeah. You know, he's had some uh, some moments, but I'm glad to see him in a ring and kind of, you know, doing what he loves.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, even as 24-7 champion, we had some really entertaining moments. So it was a shame that he got released. But uh, like I said, I'm I'm not sure how I feel WWE taking advantage of it. But if I suppose if Drake is happy about the situation, situation. then he can go along with it. He's 1-0 down at the moment, of course, losing to Jake Atlas. Can he come back against... The former Cruiserweight champion, Tony East, who own right, has been quite impressive.
1: So, Drake, Ra- Drake Maverick has been released as of now or before this? Uh,
0: as, as as of, of now, uh, when he was wrestling this, he might probably wouldn't have known it if it was taped. Right, okay. But yeah. since then, the stuff he's been doing on Twitter as well has been saying, you know, this kind of thing of promoting NXT and saying, my final shot. So, you know, this is why they're kind of blurring the line a little bit, in a way.
1: Well, I think, you know, this is a storyline that hasn't been approached, you know. it's He's been released. Yeah, 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 But then, you know, Drake Maverick might have been released, but has Spud been released?
0: Well, this is a thing. Rockstar Spud was actually in his own right and so much successful in Impact. The stuff he can do, you know, EC3 alongside the people that were released, you know, it's a shame But there's so much talent. Uh, Thoughts on Tony Nese. Of course, he has been a former Cruiserweight champion, unlike Jack Gallagher. Uh, Would you say he's he's lucky to still be employed at WWE or do you think he should be used a little bit more?
1: Um, I think he should have been in kind of like a similar stead to what Cedric Alexander was, Mustafa Ali was, you know, kind of moving up to the main show and being given opportunities. I mean, look at the fucking bloke. He's got a 12-pack.
0: Yeah, like I said, he's absolutely, you know, like I said... Uh Nice has been there and done that. And he's, you know, with 205 maybe on its uh, last legs. But we've been saying that for about a year now. it would be interesting. Means more now in NXT, I suppose. Uh, do you treat it as a secondary championship in NXT, the Cruiserweight title? Do you think that's what they're trying to do? Yeah, I know we've got the North American one, but now another one to add to
1: it. Well, I think it's going to be a tertiary championship if you're going down them routes. But it's, I think they're kind of crossing... It's going to be something a bit like the women's... Well, I don't know, because the women's tag team's kind of... It's its own thing. It goes across all the brands, but whereas the it's an NXT yeah, Cruiserweight yeah. Championship, so I presume it's only going to be NXT and NXT UK. But, yeah, you know, it's going to be a, a tertiary title, and it's going to be, obviously, just 205 or under.
0: Well, well this is the thing with uh, people from 205 lives. There's not that many people left now, and, of course, the niece... Is definitely one of them, and uh, he's definitely got look. But maybe personality. I mean, his crucible title run wasn't the most successful. But then again, like we know, he wasn't pinned when he lost it. As for Jake Maverick, I mean, this match has gone the kind of way we would have thought, where it's him kind of being beat down by Nice. But again, is it an overconfidence of a hill? Do we see many, maybe too much of this sometime?
1: I think that's that's the thing. But then it's kind of you know they're trying to tell a story as well as you know, have a wrestling match. It is annoying and it is like, you know, it's like, well, what are you doing? I've seen a million wrestling matches and I've seen a million heels taunting when they're getting too cocky and losing the match because of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's. I think it's just a wrestling thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is the thing. But I tell you something it's good is the faces sometimes you don't really feel sorry for. Maverick's got that look on his face. We just look now where... I root him for him. You know, I don't know what it is about him, but I just, I don't know if he, he just like a
1: Well, again, you know, a lot of people kind of underestimate Drake Maverick. They see him as, like, you know, the little weedy one from The Authors <laughs> of Pain, or they see him as, like, the uh, pissing himself bloke, or they see him as kind of like a general manager. And, you know, a wrestler in his own right. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and what a wrestler he was, as well as he's fighting back in this one, coming off the second with a dropkick. Taking Nice down. And I don't think anybody gave Maverick a chance before this tournament started.
1: I want Maverick to win it.
0: And here we go, slice of bread. No knees nice for the uh, elbow up. I think we all want Drake to win this as
1: Nice has got him. German sent to the turnbuckle.
0: And the back of his head there bouncing off. He might be in position for Tony Knees. For the running, Tony Neese. There we go. Knees exposed. Maverick in all sorts of trouble, and this could be the end of
1: his aspirations. No, Maverick moves out the way. Slice bread. Hits it on Neese. One, two. Oh. No. Tony managing to kick out.
0: Oh. Well, we thought Maverick had it then. Can he take advantage now? And you can see the thought process in his mind. And now Maverick going all the way
1: up. He's going to risk it all against Tony Neese. Oh! Looking for the elbow off the top, but Nice moves out the way.
0: He might have broken his wrist on impact. And now Nice looking to take advantage. Tony Nice up top, but Maverick showing his uh, fight and determination. Still managing to crotch Tony Nice on top. Now Drake going up to meet Tony Nice. Up on top. What's he going to try? Oh! <laughs> fucking wheelbarrow bulldog! All the way off the top! Onto Nice! Gets it done. Yes, Drake. Yes, Drake Maverick wins this match. He is back in the tournament. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match?
1: I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, Drake Maverick getting the victory, and what a brilliant way to finish it as well. well that a bulldog off the top.
0: And he was even selling the arm as well with a forearm injury, not being able to hook the leg. But that means in Group A... We're just going to run through the scores quickly now. So, in Group A, Jake Atlas is 1 0 up.
1: Um, Also, Kushida is 1 0 up.
0: Drake Maverick now, with that victory, is 1 1.
1: In Group B, Akira Tazara. I don't know. Tony Neese is 0 2.
0: And in Group B, we've got Akira Tazara, who's 1 0 up.
1: Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is 1 0.
0: El Hito del Fantasma is one all,
1: And Gentleman Jack Gallagher is 0-1.
0: So there are the scores. At the moment, we'll be continuing the Cruiserweight tournament uh, as we continue, uh, which is, is brilliant, you know. And we see Maverick fired up and says Kashida is next. He doubted himself, but now he's the Wolf of Wall Street because he's not leaving. He's Cruiserweight champion.
1: That would be another way to play into the uh, Drake Maverick storyline. I mean, if he's uh, been released... Wins the tournament.
0: I reckon he should get the title, jump over the barricade as he's doing it, blow a kiss to William Regal, right, (laughs) and then go home for a month. (sighs) Uh,
1: And then they bring another title out, and then the two people who've got the title, Drake Maverick comes back, and then whoever's got the title, they can have a fight for it. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be brilliant.
0: Well, in addition to the other stuff announced for next week... We're also going to get Gagano versus Dai Djakovic. And I mean, that is the next NXT update. Like I said, it's going to be huge. We're going to have uh, the NXT Women's Title on the line, Charlotte versus Io Shiai. Of course, we've got Killer Cross making his debut. And the NXT Title on a line, Velvety Dream versus Adam Cole. But let's finish today's NXT update. One last match. It's the main event, Keith Lee versus Damian Priest.
1: A pissed off North American champ does right of the challenger. And he mauls Priest in the ring and on the floor. He throws a big man from the other side of the barricade all the way to the apron. Priest recovers enough to try and send Lee into the steel steps, but it gets counted into a powerbomb setup. Damien evades that and then sidesteps the charge to send the limitless one crashing through barricade as we go to commercial.
0: Well, chops to the throat from Priest and chokeslam, but Lee kicks out. Ah. Priest goes out and gets the belt and his nightstick the ref takes the belt so Damien goes for another attack with a night champ catches it he tells Priest he is limitless Grizzly Magnum Lee hands the nightstick off to the ref nails him not one but two spirit bombs and keeps his title yes
1: Keith Lee defeats Damien Priest via pinfall to retain his North American title yeah
0: so that is like I was saying two weeks another five episodes on the way to NXT In Your House event they announced that the next takeover is going to be called In Your House I really liked it. We are on the podcast itself back in 2015. We went back and watched a few houses. So go and check that out. What do you think of the in-house name being returned back to NXT, Dan?
1: I think it's good. I think it's a classic pay-per-view name. And, yeah, I think they should run with it.
0: Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt it would be good. Uh, so your thoughts on NXT. We've caught up with five episodes. We've got five episodes more, of course. What have you thought of it so far?
1: Again, I think it's been very enjoyable because they're not just focusing around one storyline. They're kind of bringing everything up to date in their own little parts in you know in each and every way. And it's you know, you've got Drake Maverick story coming through, you've got the um the the Lee Dijakovic story, uh the Lee Damian Priest kind of story coming to possibly an end.
0: Uh, So we're going to start off and we always do a poll and we're just going to go back for the last three weeks and get the poll results and kind of go through any comments as well that people have made. (coughs) So we asked what was the better show AEW Dynamite or NXT and AEW beat NXT uh, this was the week leading the 7th of May and AEW won 58% to 42% and uh, also we always like to get feedback on the tweets as well.
1: Well, haven't been able to watch NXT yet, so it'll be about eight months. But the bulk of AEW... <coughs> haven't been able to watch NXT yet, I'm on the network delay, so it'll be about eight months. But the bulk of AEW shows have felt very much like spinning wheels. Even with the tournament, those are the only matches that mean anything. Everything else has been big man versus local talent, and that is old man. Gat. Comments on that.
0: Yeah, very nice. Uh, we also had the following week as well, and what was W, we had three choices on the 14th of May. It was either AEW, NXT or both. I was a bit upset that uh, both only got 29%. NXT got 23%, AEW one with 48%. 30%. <coughs> and what were the comments, Dan?
1: Well, Lionheart, things AEW is doing that I think helps them is they are running and structuring their shows as if it was a crowd. WWE has stuck to their formula for years, and in my opinion, it's really hurting now that there is no crowd.
0: Yeah, Brandon Askans uh, said, I love the dynamic where they have the faces on one side and the heels on the other. That really replicates how a wrestling crowd is often divided. I think they've been doing everything right so far.
1: And Mr. Bones in six says, "AW's wildly inconsistent show, but at least it's worth tuning in for. All the WWE shows are staler than two-week-old bread.
0: And then the 21st of May, uh, it was, what was a better show, AEW won, which, were, again, so they won all three shows uh, the past three weeks, the 55% to 45%. Um, Lionheart said, again, I didn't think either show was all that great, to be honest.
1: But he did he, he did say that he enjoyed AEW a bit more. They seem to have more of a flow to their shows. NXT has been very hit or miss.
0: Crazy 8 Masato NXT, and then AEW. Uh, then we asked, what is it about NXT you like? And Chad Gaspar is and will be forever missed, replied.
1: Uh, I know you didn't ask me, but Cross, Loomis, Undisputed Era, Raya, E.O., Chompa Gagano, Keith Lee. the hunger all the talent has to entertain and earn championships and TV time, showcasing so many talents, the storytelling, short, medium, and long term.
0: And then WrestleField's preference, truth is NXT and on point and ratings. Or not, let me tell you, saying it's far great right now, in my honest opinion. On Solo, you forgot two major stars. Major stars. Adele, Fantasma and Mia Yim just saying on that one. And then, so that's interesting that AEW actually won the polls the past three weeks, you know. Uh, and then we move on. And then we, we ask people on Twitter as well. Uh, first up, we'll do uh, AEW. What did you love about AEW? Could be anything. Um, at THBKTTAM, just put Chris Jericho as the GOAT
1: um holy well hikaru shida is riches west riches who's west coast ss choice
0: Uh, at captain awesome jim is shida and chris jericho and of course we've got more about aew that said there's a lot more fans going on about it and of course we'll uh, live tweet in double or nothing and bringing it to you next weekend as well and then finally we talked about what was anything you loved about nxt
1: um the wnr chose adam cole We thought it was best, yeah. Um, NSFR Lorenzo Garcia said, I love how it feels way more open-minded creative-wise compared to the main roster in the sense that match structure and character development feel important. People like Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis and even Imperium thrive there. The overall talent is just top-notch.
0: And then finally we asked what should be more excited for AEW or nothing. Um, again, like at Captain Orson and people at that out-responded. But my, my problem was it, we weren't trying to make people pick between NXT and AUW. So, you know, we got a couple of comments on that that we're just not going to bring to light because, like I say, th- this is our choice with Twitter. But we are doing a lot of WWE Network review. We'd like to thank everybody for their responses and the tweets and, you know, the retweets that we get and the, the likes for our, our podcast now and everything like that. It is great to get a lot more interaction. We know we get uh, emails and stuff like this. To try and put a, a face to a name is is also great. Uh, let's not forget as well that um, you know we at these times it's difficult and everybody just needs to kind of stay safe. And if you are a dick, we we're, we're just not gonna you know look at. That's, I think this is the thing now with Twitter and everywhere. If you're gonna be a dick about it, we're just gonna ignore you. We're not gonna bring it to light. We're not gonna do anything else. Just you know just stay safe. Enjoy professional wrestling, whether that be AEW or NXT. That was NXT Update. Like I said, next week, we've got AEW. Before we go, don't forget, you can follow us across all social media. Like we're on Twitter, at Network View, or...
1: I have a new one, and yeah. it is at WNR Dan.
0: I'm at... Jan, uh, Mine's the same, but I still can't remember it. Uh, also on Twitter as well, like we said, we'd like to thank everybody with a comment. We also do Twitter follow of the Week. And, Dan, you have the pleasure.
1: Yes, uh, our Twitter follower of the Week is... James Page, and that is at James P A
0: eight four six seven five seven eight seven. Oh, that, that I always remember that. Uh, just like to thank you, James. You've you know the, the way you, you like our tweets and all this kind of stuff. And like I said, the reaction is fantastic uh, at WWE Review, and also across, like I said, everywhere else as well. You can send us an email: the Dublin Podcast at gmail.com We're on YouTube as well at our Podcast. we subscribe to uh, the WNR. We've got all the clips on there like we did with our anniversary show just a couple of weeks ago. You can see it all there. There's a few bits of Joey Ryan uh, and podcast got the same time on YouTube. There's other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on iTunes. People are finding it difficult. You know, people have been finding it difficult. This is all back to when WWE tried to shut us down. So, if you do struggle with us, you know, please find somewhere else. But you can download off SoundCloud as well. If needed, you can go on to Stitcher. On your phone? You can go on Stitcher. You can do Spreaker, uh, where we've got our live shows. And we haven't confirmed, but we are thinking of maybe having a live show for NXT in your house. But we just don't know yet, do we? So... We'll, we'll see what happens there. What we do know, like I said, next episode, AEW Double or Nothing. And the following week, NXT Update Part 2. Two. So that is it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been James Rollins, And as always, I was joined by... Damn right. Thanks, NPM. Bye.
1: Bye.